Hello, you're listening to Arcade Press. I'm Arcade Future, your host, creator of Arcade Press newsletter and podcast. Now, if you're new to our space, you know, we interview great fighting game and esports and video game legends in the industry. And, you know, we've had an opportunity to interview some of the best, everyone from professional players like Ryan Hart, the prodigal son, uh, legendary Street Fighter tech in KOF, Virtua Fighter, fighting game extraordinaire, all the way to Nolan Bushnell, a legendary father of the gaming industry. He uh, founded Atari, so big deal. You can go through our archives on www.thearcadepress.com and you can listen to and read our collection of interviews. So don't you know, miss out. Check that out. Today I want to talk a little bit about um, why you shouldn't give up on fighting games. Why fighting games are amazing, right? There's there's the very obvious surface level aspect of that, which is, you know, you can have fun, you can play games, you can meet, have, make friends. Those are all very, very, very important things. Um, but just going to go through a couple of them, uh, of the reasons why you should stick to fighting games. Now, even me, I, when I graduated university, I wasn't as interested in Tekken at the time. Obviously, I was focused on starting a career and doing all these different things. And I wish at that time that I had focused on fighting games. Like, crazily enough, like, I wish I had, while I was still looking for, you know, jobs and work and everything like that as a young college graduate, I wish at the time I was still digging into fighting games as heavy as I am now. And uh, I wish I'd started Arcade Press all those years ago because it's one of the projects that I'm most proud of and it's one of the projects that I have the most fun with and I get the most fulfillment from. And I want to talk about why I get so much fulfillment from fighting games and why I think, you know, when you ever feel like, you know, maybe you're not doing the best online, you're playing some matches or maybe you go to a tournament, you get bodied or maybe uh, you just think, is this really worth the time? I think that fighting games are worth the time and I think they can become better as we evolve the culture, as we continue to publish episodes of Arcade Press, as we continue to grow. I think there's just so much opportunity in the industry and hopefully, you know, or not hopefully, but Arcade Press will be at the forefront of that. But let's talk about what those things are. First of all, fighting game culture and fighting game as a uh, as a sport is grassroots, meaning that it's one of the most welcoming communities you could ever be a part of. And I, and I really do mean that, you know, I'm interested in so many different subjects and so many different things and fields of study and uh, fighting games are the most welcoming that I've ever, you know, taken part in. And it's really amazing because I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but the reason why is because it's such an incredible intersection of all these different art forms and different communities Right. So you have like Mortal Kombat fans, you have Tekken fans, you have Street Fighter fans. And some of those people play multiple games and some of those people only play their game. Right. But that just leads to so many different crossover of player base and interests and uh, knowledge. Right. So it's grassroots, meaning you can also go to a tournament like Evo, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. And you could have your shot at the world stage, right? If you're good enough and you beat the 
the legends, the people who have made a name for, the, for themselves, either, even as a new person, it's not likely, but it can happen. And you can make a name for yourself just by paying a couple hundred bucks or whatever have you for the uh, entrance fee into the actual tournament. That's incredible, right? That's incredible you can compete with the greats. And I know that uh, some think that, you know, there should be, you know, more of a, a league and, and a, a pro league where only people... And there probably should be that in addition to what we already currently have. But that's incredible, right? And that, and that just goes to show how open the fighting game community is. Because, like I said, if you have the skills, you can make a name for yourself. If you have the passion, you can be known for how good you are, right? The other thing I want to talk about is that with fighting games, you get to explore character archetypes and explore the depth of characters in general and, and and there's player expression and character expression and character player synergy right like how you connect with the character that you've picked there's so many layers to that right a great example is you know you have king and tekken and you have armor king in tekken as well and it's like who do you pick right do you pick jin kazama or do you pick kazuya right or do you pick heihachi or do you pick Devil Jin, right? These characters are all very similar, but they have very, very big differences in their design, in their personality, in their move lists. And this is just like a huge opportunity for players to like really fine tune and like go into like specifics about what it is that they like. So you can actually find your other passions or other interests or other, you know, things that you're attracted to in character design through fighting games, right? One of my favorite characters is Cervantes, um, and he, you know, first debuted in Soul Blade, and he has these two swords, and he's an old, you know, pirate, and when you beat him in the arcade mode, he rips off his face, and uh, or he his skin rather dissolves, and he becomes a flaming skull, pink flaming skull, right? So he's like his whole body is like pink fire, and he becomes Soul Edge because he wields these very, you know, evil swords, what have you. So, like, that is crazy. Like, to me, seeing that as a kid was just insane. And I've been on a Soul Blade trip lately a lot. I've been listening to a lot of the soundtrack, and it's just a fascinating game that I really, really love um, because of its art style, because of, like, what I just told you, you know, Cervantes de Leon, you know, becoming this, you know, uh, soul edge, flaming, pink flaming skull pirate thing. And it, it, it looked edgy. It looked cool. It just looked fresh that this was happening, right? Like, it's one thing to face a character that's like a skull character, right? Like Spinal from Killer Instinct. Uh, it's another thing entirely to see a pirate dissolve into this character, you know, uh, as the final, final boss. So that's just something that, um, you know, you, you just come to like find like, wow, these little specific things about a character really just fascinate me, right? Um, and I've always been, there's always been certain characters that I've been really interested in as a kid, as I'm sure you had characters that you really loved as well, like Spawn, I liked Silver Surfer, I liked, you know, um, Gambit, so many great characters in history. Um, and you kind of find out what are the similarities between these characters and what makes them so appealing. Um, and then also, like, uh, you know, Bloody Roar is, like, a great example of these different characters and these different animals. Please let that game come back because that game needs to make a huge comeback. That game will be so incredible 
you know, with today's technology, uh, shout out to Bloody Roar. The third thing is uh, world warriors and travel, right? Like what I mean by this is when you go out into the world, like you more than likely have a local tournament or a local community of people playing fighting games. But if not, you have the opportunity to travel around the world, meet and play with players from all over the globe. That is incredible. Like I've been to many, many countries and I know, you know, commentators that have gone to many countries and they've gotten to see the world because of fighting games. And they've got to make friends with people from different practices, different customs, different languages, different worldviews. But we all come together over fighting games. That is like one of the best things about fighting games for sure. Like being able to go to, you know, a country like Malaysia or like the Philippines or South Korea or Japan or South Africa or wherever, you know, the U.S. if you're not from the U.S., and just like meet a bunch of people that also play Tekken or also play Street Fighter or also play Mortal Kombat or also play, um, you know, Guilty Gear or whatever your game is like and just build and break bread with them and play matches and maybe you beat them or maybe they beat you. And then afterwards you get some good food like it's special. It really is special. And I, I encourage everybody to travel, get out there, meet other players, learn from other players Ask them how you can improve. If you're a better player, teach other people how they can improve. Share the knowledge and grow, right? And that leads me into my other point, legacy knowledge, learning, training, right? So when you play fighting games, you learn. You're always learning new things. You're you're adapting to other players. You're trying to outthink the other player. And you are building a, a, a knowledge bank right you're building building on your legacy knowledge right so if you play street fighter 2 obviously a lot of that knowledge is going to carry all the way to street fighter 6 i think street fighter 2 came out in 1992 maybe and then street fighter 6 obviously came out a couple months ago here in 2023 so it's like if you get that opportunity to play the game back then and continue on that knowledge that is really a special thing and it's fun and it's cool and you it, it stays with you. It's like riding a bike. You know, if you haven't played Street Fighter for a while, but you did play the one back in the day of the 90s, you can apply the same knowledge now. You kind of have an idea of what should be happening or what your character should be doing and how to make the most out of the game. So it's like play more, play early, get other people on it earlier and, and stick to it. The other thing is uh, input devices. This is the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, input devices or fight sticks or fight pad, peripherals, controllers, uh, game pads. These controllers are probably one of the coolest things about, uh, you know, fighting games in general. Because, like, you don't have that in, in other sports. Sure, you have other types of controllers, um, pro controllers, elite controllers that can help you get an, an edge over your opponent. There's different, ma you know mice and keyboard that you can have that will you know allow you to express yourself and get deeper into the game but there's nothing quite like taking that arcade joystick that arcade system and putting it into your lap and really diving deep into your game right and you can put art on those fight sticks you can put um 
anything that you want on the fight stick. You can put, you know, your art, you can change out the the actual joystick itself and you can choose different types of levers from different countries and different companies and different time periods and different colors and designs, right? Like you can, you know, have a leverless controller, which is all buttons and you can, you know, have very precise inputs and do even more customization to the type of buttons that you have and the sound that they make. Like there's so much customization there. And I commend anyone who's like a fight stick customized builder expert because like you have a profound amount of knowledge that I would like to acquire and I actually just want to work with you know expert fight stick builders and just have them you know customize like bespoke fight stick like I want it to be like we know we're building a car you know what I mean I want that or suit rather you know a tailored suit where it's like I want this specific fight stick to give me this specific kind of experience you know so I love that. I love fight sticks. And like, that's a good reason to just even learn fighting games is just to learn how to use your device, you know? And I've seen so many great controllers, some that have, you know, you know, fighting game characters or anime characters or have musicians on them. Like there's no limit to what you can do with your fight stick. So that's a big one. And then the last thing, and I've mentioned this in the beginning, is artistic intersection, right? Like, you have so many different types of ways to get involved with the global fighting game community, whether or not that be cosplay, or that be the visual arts, or that be music, or that is actually playing, or being a professional, or, you know, helping run tournaments, um, you know, helping facilitate, helping be an organizer of some kind, uh, you know, to help galvanize people and motivate people to be a part of the games that inspire us and i think that you know when you play a fighting game you are really building a relationship with the person you're playing you're building a relationship with yourself because you're learning your habits you're learning what you're doing more and what you want to change about your play style to get you know a certain result and then you're also building a relationship with the developers because you're seeing how they thought a character could be expressed or played and, and and are you following their system or are you innovating and creating your own system? Either it's fine as long as you're getting the results that you want and that you're improving. And actually one thing that Daigo wrote about, um, I think the book is like The Will to Keep Winning or something of that nature that Daigo Umehero wrote about who is a legendary Street Fighter player, arguably the best Street Fighter player of all time, he wrote in his book, and this is the first time I really came across this concept, which maybe you heard about it elsewhere coming up as a kid, but I hadn't heard about the concept in the way that he expressed it until I read Daigo's book. And the book basically breaks down how the goal is not to win, the goal is to improve. And that's like profound genius. I, maybe he came up with it. I, I would not be surprised if Daigo did not come up with that. And that's just some old proverb or some old wisdom old school game that you know it's not about winning it's not about achieving this particular destination but it's about continually improving and thinking long term because as long as you're improving you're going to stick with it as long as you're improving you have higher potential to keep winning so you know i think that's a big thing to take away from all this is that even if you're down or or 
you're struggling, keep going, stick with it, make fighting games a part of your life, help grow it and and, and, and be healthy. You know, like I'm going to talk about this in a later episode, but I wanted to talk about that now. Like when you're playing fighting games, like or any video game for that matter, anything that usually encourages you to sit down, create a lifestyle where you're becoming more active and you are staying healthy because, you know, you don't want to sit all the time and not be healthy and, and be great at a fighting game. Or not be great at a fighting game and also not be, you know, be here and not be healthy and not be present and not be feeling well. So it's very important that we take our health seriously and we also, you know, dive deeper into these incredible games. So I wanted to, you know, leave that to you as a little bit of encouragement. Stick with it. Keep going. Keep going out of your comfort zone. Keep trying new things. And and learn to love the process. Learn to love the growth. You're listening to our K-Press. Thank you for your time, and we will see you on the next episode.